Throws to the back of the end zone, and it is your latest sports news and commentary you're listening to the tnt podcast with your hosts tyler layfield and torres finney hello everyone and welcome to the tnt podcast with your boy torres finney and my co-host tyler layfield what's up tyler nothing much man how about you i'm doing good man i'm chilling chilling hey it's time to get going you know oh, like, yeah. today i mean we just learned some interesting news because you know even though i'm up here in tennessee here in chat but these these titans fans you know they 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 speak so much trash to me about my steelers but yet they can't keep themselves away from covid Uh uh-oh uh sadly yes the steelers and titans game has been postponed to monday or tuesday Mm. but it will be played and my Steelers will win. You know what? And I actually, that's like more of a blessing in disguise for the Steelers. Um, I mean, now, you know, the Titans will come in with a small disadvantage because they can't practice this entire week. Yeah. They're going to do Zoom. Um, they will be cleared um, to go back to the building on Saturday. But even then, I mean, let's say if they do play on Monday or Tuesday, that's only, what, two, three days yeah. to get ready for a full NFL game. Um, the Steelers, the blessing the skies is more of Deontay Johnson. You mm-hmm. know, he was out of last game with concussions. Give him more time to recover, you know. So exactly. that, that's a big deal. Um, I, I look at it, and overall I say, um, you know, Steelers really should take advantage of this. And if it does get postponed to Monday or Tuesday, I, I got the Steelers winning. Now, I know my Steelers. I've been a Steelers fan of a good minute. We're known to mess things up right when we have it in our hands. We should win this game. We will make yeah. it closer than expected to give, give all the Steelers fans a heart attack. But even though it might be close, you know, this is a really good team. They got a really good run game, really good offensive line. Ryan Tannehill's playing really good. I got the Steelers winning this one. So, you know, hey, time for us to do some NFL picks. What a way to start it off. There you go. Yeah, good good pick to start it off. I, I kind of agree with you here, too. Uh, they're definitely playing at a disadvantage, the Titans, that is. And, uh, you know, Steelers, they're looking good so far, man. Undefeated. Congrats, Torres. Congrats, man. Hey, that's good. I told you so. I said Big Ben makes a difference, y'all. He does. One day. I don't know. Now, I ain't going to lie. I don't know. I mean, Colin Cowherd, I saw his show, and mm. he listed, like, the best teams. <laughs> and he had my Steelers, like, I think we were six. He had the Bucks at number two. And I was like, dude, like, what are you looking at? Yeah. And then he had, obviously he had the Chiefs one. He had the Seahawks at five. And I was like, ugh. The defense man. is what holds them back, I feel like. It does. Sure. It does. Definitely. It really does hold them back, man. It really does. Yeah. But, I mean, we can – hey, we, obviously we, we didn't get a chance to talk about it, but Monday night, you know, the Chiefs and the Ravens. Like, oh, yeah. One performance by Patrick Mahomes, man. Definitely. I mean, this man here is phenomenal. And I don't care what nobody say. People say, oh, we – we're pinning him on the pedestal too fast, bro. This man is the fastest player in NFL history to reach 10,000 yards. He only did it in 34 games. Gosh, people. Yeah. Y'all not understand 34 games? You play in 16-game seasons, all right? You got, uh, people don't understand. He missed half of last season. You know what? He missed four games last year. Like, bro. This man is on another level. He, he would have already broken it before the 34 game. That's the that's the crazy part. But he got it hurt. Patrick Mahomes is 
is different, man. He showed it. And I don't want to hear no more of this Lamar Jackson. And no. Michael. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. The last night, it ended last night. Because according to everybody that was going in the game, oh, the Ravens got the better defense. Oh, okay. That's right. Hey, oh. hey, I even went on record saying it too, man. And Yeah. Man. I, 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 thought, I also thought that as well. Back for home, we throwing to the fullback, the left tackle, the right tackle, the head coach, the trainers, yeah. the water bottle guy. He was throwing anybody that was open. They get really creative, that. man. On, on offense, I mean, they get creative. That, like you said, that, that fullback little dish he had, the, yes, the, the tackle. Back. <laughs> it was sick, man. They're they're crazy with the stuff they come up with there. But then they got a running game, man. Yes. Like I'm not gonna lie, right now they're Super Bowl team. I don't see a soul beating them. I don't. There's not a, literally there's not a team that I say, oh, they could beat the Chiefs. I don't yeah. see Green Bay doing it. I don't see Seattle doing it. Repeat. I mean, Repeat. you know, uh, we'll see this Sunday how Belichick. You know, Belichick is known for finding ways to stop definitely these type of offenses, but. Yeah, hey, while we're on it, let's go ahead. That'll, that'll be my first pick. Let's go with it. Hey, Patriots and Chiefs. So, like you're, saying, like you're previewing right here, Belichick against Andy Reid and the Chiefs. Uh, two great offenses so far. Uh, the Patriots hit a little bit of a skid, I think, this past week just because, I don't know, they really weren't using all the weapons. They could run the ball really easily. Burkhead had, had, like, three touchdowns. Michelle ran like a madman. Uh, they didn't have to go too crazy with it if you will, against the, the Las Vegas Raiders. So uh, Cam's still looking good. I'm wondering how he's going to look against this Chiefs defense. I know they're, pre they're, they're pretty decent. They haven't they been. Are. They got a lot of individual players. Yeah, they, they haven't been doing that bad so far. They've got some, they some decent names. And uh, even yeah. the guys that they needed to step up have been stepping up. So And you you have to credit that defense. You got to remember that defense just shut down Lamar Jackson. They, they really did. did like Nine for twenty. He got. He had some good scrambles, but that's going to happen. You got. There's some yeah, giving. There's some takes. So it, I mean, they did pretty good for the worth for the most part. So um, with this one, I, I do think Bel Belichick's going to come up with some type of game plan. I don't know what he's going to do exactly. We're going to find that one out. He does always come up with some good game plan from week to week. So we'll find out. But like you said, man, I, I just don't see anybody beating this Chiefs team. I got to stick with the Chiefs going on uh, undefeated from here on out. Or at least not the whole season, but until this week, you know. I'll see them uh, winning four straight. Yeah, I mean, bro, I'm not going to lie, man. You look at the Chiefs, they get by the Patriots. I mean, they got Raiders, Bill. You know, Bill's a tough team now. They're, yeah. they're really good. And then they got Broncos, Jets, Panthers, Raiders, Bucks, Broncos, Dolphins, Saints, Falcons, and Chargers. It ain't far-fetched that this, guy, this team could literally go undefeated. It ain't far-fetched. I mean, it's hard, but, I mean, besides the Bills – Maybe Tampa, if they start to get hot, you know, New Orleans, they can be anybody mm -hmm. even, even any given day. Yeah. Uh, Atlanta, just depends on what type of Atlanta comes. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Hey, they could go undefeated. They could. They could. So, who's your uh, – what's the next game you're going to be picking here for us? Um, next game, I will be picking the uh, Bills and the Raiders. Um, All right. It's going to be a really interesting game here. Um, I mean, the Bills – Josh Allen is playing like a madman. I mean, we got to go back to that. Even though they were up 20-3 against the Rams, and they should have lost that game. But overall, he came back, and he still made phenomenal plays. All last year, you heard people, he's an actor on the deep ball. He's an actor on the deep ball. He sucks yep. on the deep ball. What is he doing now? He is perfecting the, on the money. Ball. I mean, the man is pinned the ball on the money. I don't think – does he even have an interception yet this year? I think he I don't know. That was one of his weaknesses. Um, you know, like you said, the inaccuracy and people were just cracking it like, yeah, you, one. 
He'll make some he's good one. He'll make some good throws, but he's going to throw a ton of interceptions. But hey, right now, that's he'll looking like one. a good pick for the Bills. Looking like it a does. really good pick from them. It really does, and it's so funny when people used to talk about the Bills. Oh, why would you do that? You know, you ain't got nothing to go compete against Brady. Well, now they're competing against Cam in a real likelihood that they might win this division. They could. I mean, like right now, I look at Josh Allen and I'm like, man, this is going to be tough. But then again. These Raiders are not a team you can walk by. Mm-mm. These Raiders have been looking really good these past few weeks. I mean, they beat the Panthers, yeah. you know, you know that's. But then they beat the Saints and they pretty, beat them pretty defensively. Like it was, yeah. really wasn't that close. You know, mm-hmm. they struggled with New England. You know, New England got a little bit better defense. Belichick had Carr's number on that one, man. He he shut down yeah. all those checkdowns. Carr likes to check shut. it down, like on every play. He shut that down. Darren Waller was like a non-factor. You're 100% correct on that. And, you know, but I would say Derek Carr did play an efficient game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was more, you know, they, the thing with New England, they don't give up the big play. No. And that's one thing um, the Raiders cannot do in that game, which they really depend on a lot, the big play. So it's going to be really – it's going to be actually a really good game between the two. I'm going to take uh, – I'm going to go with the uh, – Mm. I'm gonna go. That's a tough game to pick, to be honest with you. But I'm, I might, I'm gonna go with the Bills. I think they go four and zero. Yeah, I, I, got, I can take the Bills. They got a lot of weapons. They're looking really good defensively. I mean, they haven't been looking too good defensively like they mm-hmm. did last year. Yeah, but it, I think they start. To, I think they get back on track. They can. They, they can definitely do better. Um, like you said, defensively, uh, I'll go with the Bills as well. The Raiders are still without uh, Henry Ruggs, and they could be without Brian Edwards, one of my rookies that I really like as well. So, not that he's even a factor. It looks like they're not even throwing to the wide receiver much this year, anyways. It's the Darren Waller show and the running backs. That's really all it is in Oakland. So, uh, that will be a little bit of a factor. But I- I'll go with Bills here, just like you said. Um, Josh Allen's looked really good, and the offense and defense, I think, will get it done for them. Uh, but with my next game pick, I'm gonna I'm gonna focus here on the Vikings and Texans. Uh, I know this is a little bit of a you know a wild card here. Both both teams have haven't even won a game yet. Did you expect that this year? Just no. The, the Houston Texans and the Minnesota Vikings. You know, two teams that we've seen in the playoffs fr- quite frequently these past Last few seasons. Last divisional round. Yeah, man, it's crazy. Zero and three to start it off. Uh, man, the Vikings offense isn't looking the same without Stefanski. Uh, they're having to throw a lot more now because they're down a lot. That defense has been obliterated by injuries. Looking a lot like the Seahawks, uh, you know, yes. when it comes to that aspect. And then you got the Texans giving up their best offensive piece outside of Deshaun Watson to get David Johnson. And it's not looking so great so far. I mean, hopefully Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks and Randall Cobb can come together to make a nice little wide receiver core. Uh, but Deshaun Watson, man, I, I got to go with him on this one. He's He's a great quarterback, guys. He really is. I know he's – Right now, he's just not giving much to work with, and he's, he's not, got the man. heart. He's got the heart to get it done. He's got the leadership to get it done. I believe in him. I want to hammer that one down today. I got the Texans winning this one all the way. I agree with you, bro. Um, Deshaun Watson. I mean, it's a struggle giving up to the. A lot of people made a case to be the number one wide receiver in the NFL. Look what he's doing with Arizona right now. I mean, oh my gosh. I mean, every week he's catching what ten plus catches, hundred and thirty yards touchdown two touchdowns like this man is playing phenomenal for Arizona I don't know what the world Texans were doing Bill O'Brien is the head coach and the general manager like I remember when people were talking about fire uh Dan Quinn they said how in the world does Dan Quinn have a job after that and then somebody on Twitter said I don't know what does Bill O'Brien have two jobs after yeah. what he you know like sold the future bro 
it, it is. But I'm going with the Texans in this one, man. I'm going to Texans. Hey, good pick. <laughs> Who you got in well, this uh, next, next game? Well, my next game, I'm going to um, – uh, this is really a star-studded game. Oh. I'm going with the Browns and the Cowboys. Um, these okay. got a lot of stars in it. I mean, from top to bottom on both sides of the ball. Uh, man, <laughs> I mean, we are you talking about roller coasters? Roller coasters for the Cowboys every week has been phenomenal. But then again, you look at the Browns. I mean, a lot of people didn't think the Browns would be on this level. I mean, after watching that first game against the Ravens, they said, oh, well, the Browns looking like the Browns again. They yeah. got to be 36. They can't do anything. He's throwing a bunch of interceptions. What's new? Well, the Browns won the next two games. But look who they played. You know, they did play the Bengals. And in the last yeah. game, they um, – um, gosh, they played the Redskins. So, I mean – Two kind of easy opponents. Yeah. You know, yeah, that, that's, that's how I more look at it. Mm-hmm. I say, uh, look who they played. But I'm not going to take it away from them because they're doing better. It's going to be really interesting to see. Dak got to finally get going. I mean, anybody can make a case right now. The Cowboys could be 0-3. So, this is yeah. a game they need to get going. They, be, I mean, offensively, they look phenomenal. Defensively, it's been a, it's all been all around the place. You know, and they, point, and they give up a lot of points early. So yeah. right now, um, in this game, I'm I'm going to take the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys, you know, slow that Browns roll down a little bit. But uh, overall, I I just think Dak gets it done. I think Zeke finally, you know, he'll get some things going. He didn't rush too well last game with more mm-hmm. uh, passing game. Yeah, but I take Cowboys. Okay, uh, yeah, I like that game pick. It, it should be a good one to watch. Should be. Full of fun. Uh, the Browns have been really relying on that run game and then off of that doing play action. So that's what's been really kind of keeping them afloat, if you will. They haven't been putting Baker in too many tough situations to really have to look downfield and pass a lot. Um, but we'll see if the uh, Cowboys can come up with a good defensive game plan. I know they're missing some pieces on the defensive end with uh, Leighton Vander Esch. He's a key piece for them that's, that's out at the moment. So that really hurts. But Hey, the Cowboys have to bounce back sometime. Like you said, I think it'll be this week. So I got to go with them. Uh, Let's see here. So with my last pick, I mean, I've been going over these guys every week. We got to look at the hometown team. All right. Falcons versus Packers primetime Monday night football. It's supposed to be a barn burner. Guys, Mm. the, the total for this game, the point total for this game is at 56 and a half right now. So there's going to be a ton of scoring, it looks like. No soccer. Yeah, it's exactly. So it should be a fun one. Uh, we got the Packers coming in, haven't lost a game yet. Then you got the Falcons on the other side. Total opposite. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> no dominance. So I, it makes it hard, man. I, I can't go with the Falcons right now. This this is gonna be this is gonna be really tough, man. They're gonna be at Lambeau. They play really good there. The Packers have looked so good so far this season, and. I really don't know the health status of some of those pieces for the Falcons on the offensive side of the ball. Russell Gage being out does make a bit of a difference. Julio, is he going to be healthy back from that hamstring injury? Because, honestly, I feel bad for Matt Ryan a little bit if, if Riley Ridley is the only one that – or Calvin Ridley is the only one that he can really throw to. Because after that, I think it was the guys – the other guy's name was Zacchaeus. I mean, I've never even heard of this. You know what I'm saying? I've never even heard of this exactly. guy. So that's right. sad. Right. That's sad. So, I, I got to go with that. Ridley is second in the league right now for he's receiving yards. He he looks he he, he's he's jumping up, man. He is he is. But as Who you said, got? 
No, no use, man. I'm not, I'm sorry. I've lost all my faith in the Falcons. Uh, I, I tried to give them the benefit of the doubt when they played the Cowboys. But, you know, hey, you can't keep giving up these leads like this week to week. I mean, once, it was shocking. They, if, they get a lead, if they get a lead in this game and lose it, dude. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. On Monday not. night, you can't keep doing that. That's I got Green Bay, though. I got okay. Green Bay. All right. So, let's let's jump into the college game. So, we had some – week. I, we, Torres and I both had a blast watching some, these college football games this past weekend. Mm-hmm. There were some upsets. There were some close games. We learned a lot. So we're, each of us are going to do the same thing real quick where we pick, you know, three different games that we're going to kind of highlight uh, for this weekend. You already know some of them coming up. I'll just go ahead and jump into it. The hometown team, the Georgia Bulldogs. Go got to jump into it. Hey, college game day's coming in. we got 7.30 game in Athens on ESPN. It's it's big time. All right. This this is this is big. All right. Auburn coming in at number seven. Georgia coming in at number four. Georgia not looking so good last week. Went in, down, went into the half, down seven to five. We kind of talked about it on the last show, but man, it looked ugly that first half. I think there will be a bounce back. They have to get I, I don't know who's gonna be under quarterbacks. You know, we don't we don't know who's gonna be the quarterback to start this game off. JT Daniels was cleared earlier this week. That is important to note. So we could see Dewan, we could see Stetson. Did he maybe earn it? We could see JT Daniels. God, we don't even know. So that's going to be the, the tough thing. We got to see who comes out and starts at quarterback. Uh, offensive line is going to have to play better, even though Auburn did miss a lot of pieces from this past year on the defensive line. Derek Brown being gone, Marlon Davidson being gone, they're hurting right there right now. That's right. Yeah, uh, I do think Georgia will be able to match. On the deep, of course, we can rely on the defense. You know, our defense, it's it is top tier, probably the best in the nation. We're going to be able to rely on that. It's a matter of we're going to be able to get that run game going, man. We kind of started the game off shaky. We we ran some some zone read, which I love. I love a good zone read when you actually have a quarterback that can run the ball, pull it, and run. But Uh, we we just kind of abandoned it. We abandoned it, man. So if we can get that going, if we can buy time make some some drives that actually last a little while and get, then eventually get some big plays to pop off, I think they'll be fine. The main key is to beat Auburn. We're going to have to slow down that offense, and I do think we can do that. Gus Malzahn is – man, he's known to bring out some good uh, some good offenses. And then they got the guy that was coaching Mississippi State last year, uh, Chad Morris. He's now the yeah. offensive coordinator. He is great. So it, that's going to be – expect some trick plays. They always pull out some trick plays. Expect some type of trickery. Every time. That's – Hey, Seth Williams, I believe is his name, the uh, the wide receiver. He looked great this past week. Anthony Schwartz is always a speech that you, you've got to be able to shut down. So that's going to be the key there. Um, can our offense be competitive, and can we shut down the trickery that they're going to be throwing at us? So I'll take Georgia here, though. I'll, I'll take it to pull it out. I can't go against my guys, at least not this You're early. Right. You're right, man. Um, it's hard to do. You also got to throw in the fact that Georgia started that game off with 12 penalties um, in that first half. They had a lot of penalties. Uh, yeah, you can't do that, especially against an Auburn team like this, man. That defense going to be there to play. Don't be yeah. shocked to see this game. This game could easily be a 23-20 type game, 20-17. Um, it's going to be interesting. going to be really to see how both plays, you know, against our defense again. You know, he played decent starting off last year, but then we started to put pressure on him. He, he, got, he got in trouble. So, mm-hmm. I, I expect Georgia to take this one. Um, you know, we're at home. I am. I am a little. I have a few doubts. Yeah. Yeah. I go lie. But yeah. Hopefully, hopefully Georgia can uh, take this one on out, man. Especially no matter who at quarterback. So hopefully so. It, it, and it's, it is a little helpful when you have a lot of depth. Depth. 
got a lot of depth at quarterback. So definitely it helps. But the game I'm going to pick, um, I'm going to pick Alabama and Texas A&M. Okay. Uh, we saw Alabama play last week against um, Missouri. Uh, Missouri. It was really good. I mean, defensively, they are there. Uh, offensively, I mean, nothing has changed. Uh, Mac, uh, dang it. Mac Jones. Mac Jones, yes. I mean, nothing changes from him right now. Like, overall, he still looks good. You got to remember, last year he looked good um, when Tua was out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the running game with Najee Harris and all those boys, they're still there. They're really good. Or receivers. Um, I, I see nothing going out. With, I mean, receivers with Waddle in Alabama. You know, I, I really don't see Alabama losing this game. You know, a lot of people are talking about uh, Jimbo. You know, Jimbo coming into Texas A&M, changing the culture a little bit. Yeah. It's hard. We're in the SEC West. I mean, you're in the hardest conference in all of SEC. I mean, all of college football. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're not going to be there just walking in. I mean, this might be the game that – this might be the only game Texas A&M loses. You know, because if you look at the fact that LSU don't look as, as bright as they used to. No, you know, and after that, I, I still I mean, won't count them out though in that one. That's true. You want you don't want to count them out. Uh-uh. Now, yes, they, they still got to play Florida and Auburn. Those are some tough games, but if anybody can get get through, I think Texas A and M could because they played a lot of. I mean, last year they played who? Alabama, Clemson. They had a tough schedule. LSU, all in one year. Auburn, Georgia, Georgia. They all those guys in one year, and when they finished, what seventy five? Yeah, they can't beat that. So. Yeah. Um, but I got Alabama in this one, man. Yeah. I take it Alabama. Definitely. Yeah. Um, A&M struggled with Vandy last week. That's all you got to really <laughs> – that's all you got to really yeah. know, man. If they struggle with Vandy, yeah. you're going to really struggle with Alabama. Alabama's still yeah, Alabama. True. They're still good. Uh, yeah, you got to roll with bad. them, and I'll take them by uh, a pretty wide margin. Could could we see A&M show up? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to rule that out. Kellen Mott is a great quarterback. It's not that I doubt that. It's just – Texas A&M always puts themselves in the spot where they're having to win, like, shootouts. Their defense doesn't always really help them out. So, I I don't know, man. I I can't roll with that. So, for my next pick here, I'm sticking in the SEC. I'm going to go South Carolina at Florida. Uh, South Carolina, I did pick them to upset last week. I did pick them to upset Tennessee. Sadly, they did not come through for me. Uh, But uh, (laughs) they still showed some surges. They played pretty well. If it wasn't for a mental error at the end of the game where they touched a punt, uh, that ended up, you know, uh, Tennessee ended up recovering and could kneel it out to win the game. Uh, they might could have won this game or pushed it to overtime. So they they played pretty decent. Uh, Florida looked really good offensively. Defensive side of the ball can't say as much. Uh, Brenton Cox, the former Georgia guy on defensive line, he looked pretty good as along with Jervon Dexter, a guy that I really wanted desperately to go to Georgia but did not. Uh, he yeah. looked good. But no. hey, D, hey, DBU ain't looking like DBU. I'll say that much now. I'll say that much. So, no. if, if Mike Bobo can come in with a good offensive game plan, uh, if he can use that quarterback that he got to transfer from Colorado State to sling it downfield and connect. Uh, I can't remember the fellow's name, but South Carolina had one dude as a wide receiver that was showing off last week. If he can put on a little bit of a show, they can keep this game close and uh, you know maybe win it out. But I, I got to go with Florida. They look really good offensively. Uh, they got some cheat codes, uh, Jake Trask. And they got uh, Kyle Pitts, man. Kyle Pitts at tight end is an absolute mismatch. God, Lee, man, that's that's crazy. But yeah, I, I got to go with Florida here. Um, yeah, that's how I'm going with. What about you? Uh, um, same thing, man. I'm going with Florida. I, I have to go with Florida. I mean, you look at Florida, and we say, okay, they played against Ole Miss. 
Uh, Ole Miss has an okay secondary, but still, Cal Trash freaking ripped through them. And I mean ripped through them. You know, uh, I don't think South Carolina will get enough pressure on Trask. I mean, it depends. You know, their defensive line don't do too yeah. well. Um, you know, plus South Carolina only averaged 2.5 yards per carry last game. So, yeah. will they, You're missing some pieces. you got to get that running game down against Florida, man. You can't be struggling like that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, South Carolina can give them a chance, give themselves a chance. But, you know, you can't force Colin Hill to throw the ball 40 times against Florida. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if you can trust that too much. So, I ain't going to lie to you. I think Florida defense is what's really going to be the, the key piece for this game. But I think Florida going to show out. I think Florida beats South Carolina. Okay. All right. But, all right. Well, for my game, uh, this next game that I pick, I look at more of – it's really some interesting games. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with this. I'm going to go with Clemson and Virginia. Okay. Uh, so, we're – more than likely, I'm just going to straight up. Clemson's going to win. I'm taking okay. Clemson. Okay. But I look at this game, and you look at more of what Clemson's going to do. Last game, he looked big time. Like, right now, Trevor Lawrence, so far, this is right now so far in the season, he's 30 for 37, 519 yards, four touchdowns, and three rushing, no interceptions. That's Heisman. That's Heisman. Yeah, yeah. Like, this man – is only has only have seven incompletions for the season. And you look at him as like, okay, this man is not doing anything wrong. Well, you look at the games he's I mean the guys he's played against. Have he played against some top tier talent? Probably not. Will they probably des- destroy Virginia? Probably will. Probably will. But I'll talk about this game more of did you see more of what gonna come with Clemson? You know, you watch these type of games to see, okay, will they be the type of team to compete with Alabama once they make the playoffs? Will it be the type of team to be in a national championship and yeah. play at Ohio State and beat them, you know, again? You know, you look at that type of – they have the talent. They do. You know, more than likely, they might – will. they probably will be healthy once they get there because their guys will even play in the second half. Yeah. So, you look at this game like, oh, man. The perks of being in the ACC. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I miss when Clemson used to play Georgia, man. Yeah. Like, where that used to go, man? That used to be a really interesting game every year. You used to play, like, the first game of the season. <laughs> first, second game of the season. But it's just, you know, right now, everybody playing in their conference. And, you know, I don't think anybody can really beat Clemson unless it's no. Notre Dame. But I don't even think Notre Dame can beat them. So. Yeah, yeah. Ian, I got, Notre Dame's always overrated. They always get tossed in the top 25. Shoot do. me. I don't care, man. They, they, they all are always overrated. Ian Book <laughs> ain't even no Heisman guy like y'all say he is, bro. That, y'all not, are a fraud. I will say next week we would we really get a chance to see what Clemson is talking about. Because next week they play Miami. Miami's okay. the eighth ranked team right okay. now. Okay, we're so, going to definitely you know, talk about that one next week. I hope Miami can push that man. I really do. Yes, I hope Rain so on too. Parade. Rain on that parade, baby. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I, I'll definitely. It's definitely going to be Clemson winning here. Uh, but I, I can definitely see this being one of those little trap games for them, where Virginia comes out and you know actually makes a little bit of a statement, pushes this thing. I can see it being one of those games where it's really close at half, and everybody's like, "Uh oh, well, Steph, you know, it's, it's kind of close. They're not, you know." Up by one to 17. Yeah, yeah. So I could see it being something like that. But then, you know, it's just like how these great teams that we talk about, second half, they always come out and play well. And that's what separates the men from the boys when it comes to this, you know, in the sports world. So, uh, yeah, Clemson's definitely going to win here. Let's see. My next pick here, we we, we can't go without talking about this one, but Oklahoma versus Iowa State. Uh, Iowa State getting upset in their first game. But Oklahoma getting upset last week by Kansas State. 
it's gonna be it's gonna be a little bit of an interesting game here. Both one and one going into this matchup. Uh, Oklahoma doesn't look all that great uh, right now. I I didn't really care from what I saw from uh, from Spencer Rattler. He was he was very inaccurate down the stretch, and ultimately that's what ended up you know costing them the game, throwing an interception late in the game that really really kind of screwed them. Uh, yeah, really bad. So. I see Oklahoma bouncing back here. I could see this definitely being a close one, but Oklahoma, Lincoln Riley had to go a lot of fire into this team. This, you know, they always get talked about. Oklahoma is always that team. I, I mentioned it before. They make it into the college football playoffs, sure, but they always get absolutely creamed in the first round of that. And well, they got no defense. Exactly, and everybody. It's always a conversation topic, and I bet you he's tired of it. He's probably tired of it, but. I mean, you do it to yourself, but, you know, did they, did they even deserve to be in the playoff, you know? Yeah, I mean, they won a bunch of games. They won their conference. Yeah, so, I mean, he's definitely going to give them a stern talking to. This is going to be a serious week. I think I can definitely see a bounce back here, and I see them probably crushing Iowa State here. What about you? Um, I'm not going to lie. Oklahoma probably going to destroy Iowa State, man. I mean, yeah. Iowa State last week, they gave up 400 passing yards to TCU, and they barely won 37-34. And you think you're going to give that up to Spencer Rattler? You got to remember, Rattler, look, I don't know what it is with these football teams giving up big-time leads, but <laughs> the, the Oklahoma was up 35-14. to 14. Oh my The fact that this game was, was even the close to begin with is just fab, just baffling. Like Oklahoma should have ran away with it. But they gave up the lead. team came back and beat them. So I look at right now, I say, oh, man, what is the main thing for Oklahoma to win this game? Well, I mean, Oklahoma, in the run game, they held Kansas State to 66 yards. And then they had 117 more yards than Kansas State. But obviously what I heard was the turnovers. I think they cleaned that up this week. Yeah, I, don't see them say, I don't see them get four turnovers. They blow out Iowa State. The game might not even be even close. So they're they coming back with a statement. Because yep. obviously everybody knows if Oklahoma wins out, they're going to be in the discussion. Well, they probably make it no because they just lost to Kansas State, but they will always be in the discussion. So we'll, we'll see. see. Yeah. All right, we'll your see. last your last game. Who do you got? Um, my last game, I mean, you know, there's not a lot of big-time ranked teams going on right now. So it's a little tough to pick these games. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm going to uh, I'm gonna stay within the, uh, the uh, city, I'm gonna, the SEC. I'm going to go with Tennessee and Missouri. Okay. All right. Uh, obviously, Tennessee uh, just won their last game. Uh, they, they look decent starting off. You know, if it wasn't for old buddy, what you said about the punt, you yeah. know, they could have lost that game. Uh, Missouri is going to be interesting. I mean, Missouri had to play an Alabama team. You know, they didn't really look all that good. But yeah. they had to play a tough team, and they didn't look good early. Mm-hmm. I think Alabama – I mean, I think Missouri gets back on trail. I think they play a little bit better. But I, I still take in Tennessee. Tennessee uh, – um, he's playing a little bit better. You know, Jeremy Pruitt, he got that team right. He's doing really good in recruiting. Um, J- uh, Jared Garitano, he's been playing really well. So, I, tr- I truly believe in what Tennessee got going on. I don't – you know, I don't know about SEC East winning mm-hmm. contenders, but they can be a force to reckon with. So, I'm going to take Tennessee in this one. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you right here. They definitely have the, the depth to beat a team like Missouri. I think I just was looking at Twitter today. I was looking either on Twitter or another source, but somebody came – I think it was a wide receiver from Missouri. He came out and compared 
his quarterback to Patrick Mahomes, but he runs a little bit more. So, um, man, what what a comparison there. Uh, so, hey, if that guy can play like Patrick Mahomes, maybe we could see Missouri coming away with this. But Well, the meme's about to get ready to start on Saturday. Yeah. Boy, you think that – okay, that's goofy. Don't yes. say nothing like that. Ever no. Again. Yeah, so, I that mean, hey. goofy. Yeah, he hey, his words, said, not mine. Don't shoot the message here, man. Never, he should never say anything <laughs> – Close to that every year. It's gonna uh-uh. cost. It's gonna cost this team. Tennessee probably gonna beat the brace off Missouri. I didn't even know that. Now, now that he said that Tennessee <laughs> might be the guys out there. Look, oh my gosh, that's incompetency. Awful. That's what that's they're dealing awful. with. Yeah. So, hey, I'll, I'll go with it here too, though. I'll go Tennessee here. Uh, they'll find a way to. I, I don't know if they're gonna run away with this one. They'll probably let them hang around for longer than they probably should. But Tennessee will ultimately end up winning the game, kind of like they did this last week. Probably maybe mm-hmm. by a little bit more, but. Uh, yeah, I'll go with Tennessee here as well. So that wraps up the picks for NFL and this week's college football picks from us. And we're going to take a break right, right here real quick, and then we'll come back with some more. See you guys in a sec. Well, we're back from the break here for the TNT podcast, and now we got our special guest today. You know, he's not really too special of a guest. He's been on here before. But our boy, Logan Gordon. What's up, Logan? What's up, y'all? What's up? Going on, man. Good to have you, man. Good to have you back. Glad to be back. Hey, you know, hey, just just to throw out there, you know, last show, if y'all do remember, he did talk about a little Patrick Mahomes and how overrated he was. Uh-huh. You know, we've been going back and forth on this for a good hot minute, but you know, look like I got the edge a little bit. I mean, he is undefeated. He is blowing out these teams left and right. Too true. Playing pretty good. I'll admit he's playing pretty good. But what, what were we just talking about a minute ago? Uh, who's got the higher QBR through three weeks of uh, the season? <laughs> oh, my gosh, yes. For some reason, Logan compared – well, he made this statement that if you could put Derek Carr in the chief system, they would do just as well. But right now, yes, Derek Carr has a higher QBR than Patrick Mahomes. Right now, because I ain't going to lie, I don't see Derek Carr in no MVP conversation. <laughs> I'm seeing <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. Exactly. Uh, yeah, we'll man. see where that goes. We'll see. If he don't get injured, like everybody yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, you're right, which is a, a big topic. Perfect transition because that's, that's why we got you on today because a little known fact here, Logan uh, is in PT school right now, and he he goes on the, the social medias quite a bit here lately, giving us some walkthroughs on all the cadavers and whatnot he's going on, and I, I've been following it pretty closely. I know a good bit of people that have been following it pretty closely, and we had to get you on here to discuss some of these injuries that have gone down and what the repercussions will be, you know, moving forward. So um, I'm sure you are well aware of it and our viewers, but uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago in the NFL, there was just a ton of injuries. It was like, you know, just one big, just swoop of just nothing but injuries. Uh, we had a couple high ankle sprains some torn ACLs. Uh, we want to get some feedback from you on, you know, really, we can kind of take it through each injury and maybe each individual and see what the recovery process is like and how it will be moving forward. All right, yeah. So a lot of the injuries you've been seeing are ACL, ankle sprains, uh, muscle tears, groins, hamstrings, all that stuff. And it's really because due to COVID, the preseason was short. So usually they have four preseason games to kind of get ready and – kind of get into game action and scrimmage, basically get their bodies used to all the contact and the forces that uh, the body has to withstand. But with COVID, they only had 14 pra- padded practices in their preseason training camp. 
and that's not a lot of time to get ready for a, a long haul of a whole season. So then coming into week one, you know, they were all healthy and they played in their game. They played full speed, but a lot of them got banged up. You know, may have tweaked the muscle here, uh, turned the ankle, done something like that. And in the off week, while they were off, they tried to, you know, get back to full strength. And come week two, they were playing kind of injured, just banged up a little bit, nothing serious. But then when you're banged up, you got a little muscle tweak, your ligaments a little inflamed, you're going to be overcompensating, and then you get hit the same way, and it's not as strong as it was in week one. And so that's where you have the tears, the ankle sprains, the ACL tears, and all this stuff because they're just not ready to play full speed yet, back-to-back weeks like that. See, that's, this is a really interesting thing because, like, I look at, like, when you look at all these NFL players, a lot of people be like, well, man, they're in the best shape uh, of their lives. You know, they're in tip-top shape, this and that, and boom. But little do people know, I mean, you still got to get ready. I mean, a full 16-week NFL season is a long time. People do not recognize that. And, yeah. you know, there used to be a time when people used to complain about the preseason games. It's like, oh, there's yeah. too many preseason games. But now we're looking at it. Oh man, I think we needed these preseason games. Exactly. Because if you look at week one, I would say the amount of time they played in week one would have been the same amount of time they would have played in the span of four weeks for the preseason. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it would have got your body acclimated to getting ready for, okay, okay, game one's here, bang, bang, I'm ready. You know, you just can't jump out there in the NFL no. season. That's no, that's no easy shape to do. No, definitely not. And, um, to just to back my claim up so that everybody knows that I'm for real. There was a study published in, let's see here, 2011. No, it was after that. It was, it was from data. I think it was 2017 because it looked at data from 2014 to 2016 in the NFL. And uh, about 45% of the injuries were sustained during preseason of these soft tissue injuries. So they looked at like hamstring tears, ACL yeah. tears. So they were, they were occurring during the preseason, during that ramping up phase, basically. And most of them were occurred by wide receivers and DBs. So people cutting hard, getting hit a lot, all that stuff. And, you know, kind of the skinnier players, not a lot of fat and padding because fat is actually useful in a lot of areas. And uh, most of the injuries were either ankle sprains or hamstring sprains. And they found it to be correlated with – them doing more workload in the month heading up to that injury. So within that month, you're at like most risk to be injured. So I don't know when exactly the months were for preseason stuff, but I know NFL had no OTAs, no offseason stuff. And then you only get 14 padded practices and no scrimmages, no preseason games. And so it was probably in about a span of a month that they went from, you know, just working out with their personal trainer to play in an NFL game. And that was just way too fast at that high of a level for those forces and speeds to be increasing the workload that much. Because I know everybody loves to see the Alvin Kamara videos of him, you know, standing on the medicine ball, catching the things, yeah. goes on, all that stuff. It looks cool and it's it does. Great, all that stuff. But that doesn't translate to a 250 pound Deion Jones running down your throat. That's and right. <laughs> like, there's a difference between doing a ladder drill and running through the hole. And so that's where you get the correlation of does it translate to on field and you need the ramping up period of being in full contact. 
Okay. Yeah. So I, you brought up hamstring injuries and that's, that's another one that I kind of overlooked, but you know, now that you mentioned it, there's a lot of big names going through it. You know, you got star studded wide receivers, Devonte Adams, Julio Jones, uh, mm-hmm. yep. just about the only good wide receiver or somewhat name on the jets. Uh, Jamison Crowder, he's coming back, you know, we're recording this on a Thursday, but he's coming back tonight. It's always one of those injuries that I like to look at just from a fantasy perspective. I know I always throw fantasy in here, but, um, you know, you always see these guys, they'll sometimes if you, if you don't really check yourself when it comes to these soft tissue injuries and, you know, feel free to correct me here and go into it a little bit more. But if you rush back, it can injure like worse even before. Right. Especially, yes, especially hamstring. Hamstring is just a nagging injury that if you don't treat it right and, you know, like you said, take the time that you need to recover it's going to come back like 100% it's going to come back. And so with the Jets, maybe rushing him back a little early, it may have consequences down the road. So mm-hmm. this is week three and week seven is it may be acting up again. And then he has to sit out for four weeks instead of where on the front end, if he would have just sat out an extra two weeks, he would, yeah. have, you know, and so it's a business and you want your players on your employees on the field playing, but then you got to take the time and like weigh the risk to benefit ratio of all that. Exactly. I, rem- I remember um, the survey, there was a survey done about, you know, it was NFL in college and I'm, you know, I don't quote me on this, on the exact numbers, but I remember the survey and it was talking about how team doctors are influenced by coaches on how fast they bring back a player. Mm. And it was like, Oh, uh, it was some type of percentage. Like they did a like team dogs. How often are you your decision influenced by the coaches of the team? And like out of both college FBS and the NFL, it was over seventy five percent. And that's like you know, so you got your best player. You're like, oh, I need him. I need him here. Yep. And we're talking about certain times that we need guys to get healthy, but they're rushing it. And you like you know you were saying things like oh they got the best doctors in the world you know they got the mm-hmm. best doctors here you know they're they're healthy they they're in shape but not exactly because uh, if we remember from last year NBA Finals Kevin Durant yeah you know a lot of people was thinking of Kevin Durant and it was like oh you know his doctors made sure he's all right you know his uh they was talking about it was a calf strain and it went to the ankle oh yeah you know it was all over the place and come to find out. <laughs> It was his Achilles, you know, and he, you know, he tore his Achilles in that game. And it was sad to see because he was rushed back so fast. But everybody was like, oh, the team doctor said this, team doctor. But we all know what was the influence of that. It was trying to win a championship. Yeah, the team, that's a big moral dilemma, I guess, is or a moral debate. Because the team doctors, yes, they, they want the players to be healthy, but they're also employed by the team. Who wants to win championships? And if that doctor, you know, keeps Julio out, keeps Kevin Durant out, and then they go on to lose the championship, the owners might say, you know, we would have won with Durant and you didn't let him play, so you're fired. And, you know, so there's a fine line in those situations where do you look out the best for the player or is he right there in that gray area where he could play and help win or should we just take it easy and uh, keep him out? Um, Same thing. Uh, Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, that's a good one to bring up. That's a really good one. In in the real world, people would have just taken, you know, two or three weeks off, let the ribs heal. They would have been fine. Then the NFL, you got to play on Sunday, every Sunday, 
to make your money to help your team win. So he's getting a pain injection in a very, the ribs are very close to the lungs. And if you're slightly off, punctured a lung and deflated it and mm. it's a risk with that procedure, but, but not many people would have had that procedure. He's just at that level that he had to have that pain medication. And so that's one of the side effects that happened. Yeah. Like, what are your thoughts on that, Logan? Yeah. I mean, I, when that story came out, man, that I was, was like, crazy. What in the world? <laughs> I've seen uh, I've seen a few uh, things about his surgical history, and it's kind of questionable. So you're like, mm. how was he the team doctor of this NFL team? And mm. I don't know. That's uh, that's gonna be something that is interesting to see how that's handled by the team by Tyrod Taylor, who, I mean could honestly sue him for malpractice yeah. or negligence because like, I mean, it's just huge. And yeah, that was wild. That was definitely wild. Yeah. One other topic I want to bring up with you. I brought it up to Torres uh, that, that same week, but the 49ers, uh, they went through a ton of injuries that one week and they ended up coming out and saying that they think it may have to do with the field conditions at MetLife. I was going to get your take on that because I know that, you know, we had Raheem Mostert go down, Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, Tevin Coleman, Bosa. Yeah, like the names just go on and on and on. Kittle. Do you you think that maybe the field conditions had a big effect on those injuries? Uh, It's up in the air because if the field conditions were that bad, why have none of the other teams that played there, you know, had that much? I know Mm -hmm. the Jets played there, the Giants and the Steelers, I think, have all played there, and they haven't, you know, experienced all those injuries. So it could be a factor because a lot of times, especially with AstroTurf, uh, playing with AstroTurf and then changing surfaces, it can be a different kind of force impact on the ground and all that. But honestly, that may have just been the 49ers practice different coming into that week and in the preseason. And so, yeah, that's really up in the air. They can blame it on the turf all they want, but, yeah. that's not, I mean, it's not proven that that's what caused all those exactly. injuries. Exactly. You, like, you think it's more of, like, uh, a freak accident? Like, you yeah. had, like, all your players. I mean, Dio yeah. Samuels, Tavon Austin, Jalen Hurd. I mean, Sheesh. Richard Sherman. Like, you can go on and on and on through this, the 49ers. And yeah, it could be just a coincidence that like all of those players, but then you start saying, okay, when is it not a coincidence and when is it a training aspect? And so then you have to go back and look at your training that you did up until there. Did they have to take some time off due to COVID? Did they start later than everybody? What was their workload during the week? Like you have to look at all these variables that go into that and how many of them got banged up the week before? Was it a physical game the week before? And did they rush him back? How did their recovery go? Like, there's a whole bunch of stuff that goes into an injury. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, so we can we can come back to football in a second, but I got some. I got to get your opinions on these. So last night we had Game One of the NBA Finals, and a lot of people went down in that game. I don't know if you were able to catch it or not, but Goran Dragic, uh, starting point guard for the Heat, he ended up getting diagnosed. He left the game and didn't come back for the second half, but uh, he got diagnosed with. Plantar fasciitis, as you pronounce it, I believe. Uh, and I was going to get your take on that, but not only did he get injured with that, but Bam Adebayo also has a neck sprain, it seems. I was going to see how you think these uh, these injuries may affect their their availability moving forward this finals and, like, maybe how it will limit, you know, their actions and everything like that. Um, because I know that they mentioned 
you know, he'll probably have to get a shot in his foot before each yep. game, if that. But mm-hmm. go into depth a little bit with that. Yeah, so the next train, I'm not exactly – they're going to be as vague as possible, honestly, to yeah. make people not know. But he'll probably yeah, just – if it's not anything serious, if it's just a muscle or something, they'll just give him a pain shot and take him out there and hope, hopefully he can go. But the plantar fasciitis is interesting, though, because usually that's kind of like a an overuse injury that's chronic. It doesn't just happen. So he may have been battling that, like, throughout the season and mm. just this – last stretch of games it's like been inflamed and so he wasn't able to walk but it also raises my eyebrow because with a plantar fasciitis like that basically plantar fasciitis there's a big it's called an aponeurosis on the bottom of your foot and basically it's just really thick like cartilage that is adds padding and kind of supports the bottom of your foot and it gets inflamed and that's what fasciitis is is fascia that's inflamed and uh, Mm. basically just irritates the bottom of your foot and honestly you can just take and do a cortisone injection into that area that is hurting the most so maybe by the heel because it connects to the from the heel and like goes out towards the toes and so honestly he could just get a cortisone injection and that's been proven to help or like a pain injection but I don't Mm -hmm. know how much that would you know numb up the foot or whatever but yeah, they'll probably just give him a cortisone injection and see if he can come out and play. And if it helps, he'll you know get those before every game to come out because athletes yeah. have a lot of uh, a lot of privileges, especially at that level for the finals that normal people don't. So normal people would like have to go to rehab for a few weeks and see if that yeah. helps and do all these other things. Whereas NBA player, they'll just give him a, an injection and and send him out on the court and say, "Let me know how you feel at halftime." Yeah. But yeah. The the cool thing about that is if y'all don't if y'all don't follow me on uh, Snapchat, you don't know about Betty. But Betty is my cadaver that I've been working on. Uh, so for PT school, we get to dissect the cadaver, and so I've so far dissected down from her hip all the way to the bottom of her feet. And last week in class, I actually took the skin off the bottom of her feet and looked at that plantar aponeurosis. So that's what, and it, it is very thick. And especially for somebody using their feet a lot, like he does and mm-hmm. running a lot, it's very thick. And honestly, it's pretty freaking awesome doing, working on Betty, old Betty. Old Betty. And you know what? I would say that is an experience. I mean, you are dealing with a body, mm-hmm. a former living body. Yep. And, <laughs> and like to be able to like just go through like the different types of stuff on the body is, it's, that's, that's incredible. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. Like, yeah. uh, we I, I, I don't know how long I would last in there. I'm not going to lie. I'm interested in that type yeah. of like, I like videos of that stuff. You know, I used to watch videos on stuff like that. Um, when they used to, I can't remember that show, dog. There used to be a TV show with stuff like that. And they used to just do all different body parts and stuff and surgeries. Mm-hmm. There's a surgery yeah. show and stuff. I used to watch some of that stuff. I used to play some of those games on the, on the internet. We used to have to cut people and oh, uh, cut things out. <laughs> it was a certain, it was a kid's game, but. I hear you. Uh, Operation or something. Yeah. Yeah. See, I can do it virtually. I mean, yeah. Logan's doing it for real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We know she's an 89 or she was an 89 year old lady. Uh, we, we don't want to like find out how she died yet because we're going to try and diagnose it ourselves. Okay. So far we hadn't found anything. So like, our number one thing right now is old age. She just died of natural causes. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's got two scars on her knees. 
So we're thinking she may have had a knee replacement. So next semester when we start doing our joint project, we're going to get to dissect like her knee knee and uh, like the bones and everything and see if she had, uh, you know, two implants in her knees and that would be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I got some cool things that I could say there. Everybody would think this is gross, but it's kind of, once you, this is our sixth week. We're about to go, we're about to go into our seventh week of, you know, working with Betty. Uh-huh. And, so we'll be in there playing music and making jokes and everything. And it's just another day. Like sitting beside me is a bucket. Sitting beside me is a bucket or multiple buckets that like says brains and half brains and like <laughs> oh my God. Normal people would not like uh-uh. like Dora said they wouldn't make it and like no. hold a brain and like look at a brain and we've taken out muscles and nerves and you know cut the bottom of somebody's feet off and yeah like it's, it's crazy it's, man it's freaking awesome because it looks exactly like it does in the books like exactly like it but mm. just the subtle nuances the smells and the sounds and the the different types mm. of fat that is on people and what mm. it resembles and what muscle resembles and there's a lot of food analogies i'll, I'll just say that Oh no! Yeah, uh, yeah, don't, yeah. Don't mess it up for me. Don't yeah. mess it up for me. You will be aware. Don't be uh, eating uh, while you listen to this. We uh, make uh, a yeah, don't, yeah, don't, don't eat while you listen to this now. We make a joke that uh, Thanksgiving will never be the same. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Like, oh no. The turkey. I'm done. Skin, I'm done. Leave it. In the ham and the, the Boston butt. <laughs> That's not even oh, worse though. Oh. I've only gagged twice. And it was oh, both man. dealing with uh, fluids and and fat. I would have done thrown up. I probably I got such a weak <laughs> stomach, bro. I would have done thrown up. I throw up at, at way lesser stuff than that. So I, I would have been done by now. <laughs> telling you, I couldn't take no, that. You should tell about the time like the fluid like just shot up, and then um, did it, like you did it get on you or something, or somebody spilled it or something oh, on me or somebody else on you, or, or was it oh, somebody? Else? Yeah, on me. So Mister <laughs> Where glasses like goggles but we have to wear masks of course and it fogs up my glasses and so I just take the glasses off because like I'm the main surgeon I got y'all cutting everything and is somebody was holding a piece of skin back so I could cut and it slipped out from the forceps and like some fluid just like flew up and got in my eyes. <laughs> yeah, I can't do it, bro. I got to throw up. Yeah, I cannot do it. Oh. Like, I was like, oh, and I like wiped it off and he just kept going. Oh, God. Yeah, not, not I, not I. Man. <laughs> well, that's crazy, man. I'm, that's awesome to hear. You'll have to keep us up that you guys. You, hey, shout out your Snapchat. We'll have to definitely uh, tell them what the, the username is so they can listen into this for sure. All right, yeah, yeah. Every Tuesday at it's usually a little before 7.30 because we have to start at 7.30. I get mm-hmm. on my Snapchat and you know, I give a pre, pre-lab and then a mid, mid, it's really half time. But yeah, like a half time. <laughs> I'm like eating my cr- peanut butter crackers and like outside getting air. And then I'll give like a post, post game interview. And uh, I'm going to start actually adding uh, visual aids now. I can't take pictures of the body and like stuff like that because that's illegal. Mm-hmm. But uh I can do like models and stuff. And so I'm going to start putting in visual aids so people know exactly what I'm talking about. That'd be cool. But it's, uh, it's Logan.Gordon5. There you go. So go add Mm -hmm. in, tune in weekly for my, my learning 
Learning with Logan. You won't want to miss yeah. it. You won't I do. Miss I, it. I enjoy it. I love to make sure I listen. It's quite entertaining. <laughs> I get a lot of good uh, positive feedback on it. Definitely. I, I, not only myself, but I, always, I don't know. Sometimes it even gets brought up in conversation. I don't, I'm not even playing with friends. Like, we'll bring it up and talk about it. So On Twitter, people will be like, how's Betty doing? Yeah. Yeah, I'm Betty. Betty's <laughs> becoming popular. Quite popular. Yep. Well, uh, any other injuries you guys wanted to talk about before we wrap this thing up? Any health-related questions? Torres, I'm learning about your knees now, right now. And, uh, yeah, you learn about all my – both of my knees. I said all my knees. Yeah, all my knees. <laughs> all your knees. Because <laughs> uh, I had them two ACL surgeries. So, yeah. one of them is doing better. I mean, I had got some needling yesterday, you mm. know, for uh, for uh, purposes, you know, just – there's a little pop in the back. But it don't hurt me. It's just there. You know, we're yeah. just trying to figure out. So, I said, let me figure out what that is. <laughs> That'll get better. It will. Yeah. yeah. Well, good. But good. overall – you know, hey, I'm happy. Oh, Logan, I do got a medical question. What happens when uh, a fighter beats up on another fighter and knocks him out? What what happens? Well, when what you lose consciousness, brain? your brain just says "whoa, whoa, whoa" and shuts down. So that's why you uh, that's why he's gonna not be knocked out on Saturday. <laughs> too much Punisher. There you go. Too much Punisher Torres for him. Nope. Hey man. Yes. yes sir. I cannot wait. Yeah. Well, shout out! Shout out the fight real quick, Torres. Oh, well, uh, basically, hey, uh, the fight y'all this Saturday, um, I mean, it's, it's going to be live stream um, at, at 5 o'clock. It starts at 5. Um, I'm the 16th fighter on the car. It's more than likely I'm not fighting until like 6 or 30. Um, but overall, I mean, I cannot wait, man. I'm excited. Uh, I'm, I'm so excited, man. Like, my, my confidence level is through the roof right now. So I can't wait for this opportunity. Um Hey, this is about to start a journey because I'm I'm going for the belt, man. I, I'm not yeah. just doing it just to do it. I'm trying to go for the all of it. So this is just the yeah. first first fight to start the journey, and it's going to be with a bang. And I'm I'm excited, man. You know, do it at the Kana Joe. You know, get the chance to re- do some things that I've been wanting to do, man. There you go, man. It, 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 it gives me the WWE vibes. I've always wanted to come it, out to it. Yeah. <laughs> I've always wanted to come out to an entrance, and I finally get one. And then, but I actually got a fight. There's no, there's no uh, jump out top rope on this one. Yeah, <laughs> fighting the cage. You know, we fight in the cage, so it's part. It's close to WWE. But overall, man, I'm excited and I can't wait. This is this is something I've been waiting to do a long time. I'm sure. excited. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we'll have to post that uh, link up so people will be able to check it out for sure. Yes, sir. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. So good luck on that this week. Thank you so much, Logan, for joining us. Thank Appreciate you. it. Always good to hear your insight. Yep, thank you. All right. Well, guys, do it. Do yourself a favor. Do us a favor. Give us a, a subscribe. Give us a like. Give us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And feel free to follow us on Instagram at TT underscore podcast or on Twitter at the TNT podcast. Thank oh, you so much for listening in. Go ahead. Oh, and also we almost forgot. Remember, this week we will also be bringing back the NFL sweepstakes. Exactly. You get the perfect score. You get the – the winner, obviously, yep. you get the perfect score. You have to have the winner. But, yeah. you know, you get the perfect thing, basically. And this time we're doing it, you win $50. So whoever get the perfect score, winner, hey, here you go. Get there your we go. Go for it. Don't miss out on it. Good, good way to uh, get you some money. So, But thank you guys for listening in, and we'll see you next time.